I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer programmed reality. Oh, this is Nation, your portal for all things virtual. I am your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Recorded episodes live in all space every week, and you can join us for free, even if you don't have a VR headset. Yes, it's true. Just log into Altspace from your laptop or PC, join our event, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. We're also proud to announce that this show is officially sponsored by the From the Barrio Foundation, which is on a mission to inspire people to seek education and develop the skills to be successful throughout their lives. Please check out fromthebarrio.com for more. As for today, we are discussing 3D. Stereoscopic photography in the metaverse. Virtual reality, no special glasses are required. Use stereo 3D photographs as they become just another part of the fabric of reality. You can easily create and post 3D photos and videos in virtual reality thanks to the technical wizardry of our next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm emoji. Welcome for Jordal. Thanks, Jordal. everybody. Thanks. Thank you. So was the word was the word easy in there somehow? Because if uh, if 3D were easy, everyone would do it. And I think people who have messed with the the unknown uh, know. But I think we got everything all together here. So uh, thanks uh, so much well, for having me. Yeah, and I will say, you know, it's like I always it's always interesting to uh, people's work ethic as we lead up to the event. And I would say this is episode 130 or so that we've done over two years. I don't think anyone has put as much work and discipline into this uh, as you do. So, Turtle, uh, thank you so much for all of the professionalism and, and effort. This getting all these 3D photos here. Turtle's going to walk us through how that happened. But at the last minute, the space reset, and we had to fix it all. And he's been incredible. Uh, and so uh, his avatar is, uh, he can wipe the sweat off his avatar. And now we can relax, have a fun interview. 3D is really just part of the fabric of space and time. And as I look around, most of you I see are in VR headsets. A couple people are in 2D. And unfortunately, if you're in uh, on the PC in 2D, you're not really going to see any 3D. There's one little slide that's going to have the red and blue glasses anaglyph kind of thing. Um, I'll, I'll point that out, but not not to point out you 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 folks out there. Well, I yeah. So just so people know, uh, when you're if you're watching this on YouTube at the Simulation Nation, we've got all these photos up around us. And for example, right here, we've got a wonderful photo of Marsha, who happens to be here wearing the same outfit that she's wearing here, and she is holding a trombone. And we are that trombone sticks out like six feet or something. Like it's a really crazy uh, 3D effect. And unfortunately for the people at YouTube, they're just going to see a flat image. They're not going to get quite the full effect. But guys, it's really uh, impressive. We've got alien spores that are standing up in the ground. We've got pictures of Greedo from Star Wars. We've got a whole bunch of stuff. It's really, really dramatic, actually, the 3D effect uh, in virtual reality. So I'm, I'm really loving it. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the magic thing about it. Uh, um, Lee, and I'm just going to give you a really quick... Uh, example or just talk about what 3d is really quick because these days 3d a lot of people say ah oh, 3d is 3d modeling right so uh i think the easiest example that i can show you is if we uh if you think about like if you were wearing a, a coke if you're holding a can of coke right and in fact uh what i'm going to do is magically send you a it should blip a little bit and then magically in your hand you're going to have 
can of Coca-Cola. The show is now it. officially sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> right, right. Fantastic. Okay. So if you look at this can of Coke, and as I advance myself this slide, uh, going to see is uh, if you hold the can of coca-cola out and if you picture yourself doing this in real life close one eye and then close the other eye you're going to see a little bit more in the right eye on the right side and a little bit more on the left eye on the left side. right and so that the curvature of that coca-cola is really going to be different in in each eye and you can see that up on the very top image and what that is, is uh, so that's what we call a stereo pair. And we have it set up here in a side-by-side -side format. So once we have this stereo pair, these this offsetting uh, images, then we can go and we can look at them in different, uh, in different kind of display fashions. So let me go and take away your cans of Coke. I'm doing Brondo at the last second, but uh, it seemed like Coca-Cola was more recognizable. <laughs> I wanted Fanta or, or Mountain Dew, baby. I don't know. But Coca-Cola Coca is good. It was Coca-Cola. Yeah. Bago for the Juggalos out there. Woo! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't see any. Uh, okay. So uh, <laughs> so up here, uh, again, we have the stereo pair at the top. And then I've got my pointer on the screen, putting some of the magic of 3D there. But, uh, so if you have the red-blue glasses, you can see that middle one. On the very bottom is the metaverse magic, right? So essentially, it's uh, it's using a shader in Unity, and it's turning it into 3D. So it's pumping information to each eye. Uh, so that's the exciting thing about it, right? Like you can see, E3. Does that make sense to you? You have any questions? Yeah, no, I got it. So it's 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 just like how it is in the old school 3D, where you've got two images that are sort of overlapped a little bit. Uh, but because we're in a 3D environment already, it has a, a 3D effect. Yes. Um, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Our, so our eyes, our eyes see uh, each image, and then they fuse it into 3D in our mind, their brain. And so what what VR can do is it can just say. Right, only make my left eye see that image and only make my right eye see the right image. So if you close one eye, look at those and close one eye and close the other eye, like Marcia. Uh, in the Marcia image, if you close your left eye, you can see it says city in the back. If you close your right eye, you can't tell it says city. So you're, you're, you're only able to see the, the, the whole word city with your, uh, with your right eye. And that's kind of one of the magical things I think about 3D is that you have this different, uh, this different angle that you can see the world in. You, it's not just the normal way, but you can kind of look around things, and so you get a, a, a true representation, and your mind works in different ways, which I'm really excited about. And so, I think that'll get into. Oh, and one thing to point out too is that there's a lot of conversion these days, and with the conversion, we're talking about this trombone here. Uh, the conversion tries to sort of take a 2D image and turn it into 3D. But again, you're never really going to get that word city uh, if you tried to convert that left image. It just doesn't know it's there. And AI is getting better, but uh, really get true 3D, we need to take a stereo pair uh, and then have AI get involved. So I think that's that's basically 
it for just that intro. And so I just wanted to give a uh, origin story about that. Did you want to ask about my birthing or anything, or is just moving into the origin good? No, I, no, I'm really curious. You know, you have uh, you have such a passion for this, and it it is intensive. It, it is technologically intensive. I would. I'm very curious as to in the real world. How did you get into this and uh, where does this passion come from? And is this something that you do in your ordinary life or is this just a hobby? Uh, well, I, I would say that I, and I started like my parents had a Viewmaster when I was a kid. They would go around and collect the different um, uh, slides from different places. And again, like you hold them up. So give me, geez, if you had the Viewmaster, right, little thing you click and you can press the buttons. and. Uh, so that was really cool. It kind of transported me to a world that was outside of the norm. And in the 80s, I saw Captain EO at Disney World. I think that was the first time I really was just like standing in a room and said like, wow, there are things here that are just floating in space. Like, what's the deal with this? This is awesome. Um, so I kind of fell in love with it, but it wasn't, couldn't really access it too easily back then. Right. So you just had that. Um, had a, a, a cracker box in the 90s I made for my old black and white Macintosh. I made a little stereo viewer for that uh, that you could kind of put together. And that was basically a, a video stereo pair you would watch. Uh, in 2001, I had a dream about uh, my dream. I saw a TV and there were, were uh, glasses attached to it. I woke up and I thought like, oh, I asked someone in the dream, well, what is that? And they said, oh, that's that's a 3D TV. And I thought like, that exists. Like, it all makes sense to me. And then I looked and it did exist. I thought, well, it's probably not too hard to make 3D for that. I wonder if there's any way to do it. And I looked and there was. Um, so I made a like a 3D zombie film. And I started huh. a, a 3D club in Philly. Oh. Huh. Uh, yeah, so if you if you want to watch a really bad 2002 uh, zombie film with a bunch of kids uh, for Rise of the Insomniacs in 3D. Um, so I guess to kind of tie it, like, I, I don't know, I think in my real, my real world I do, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a software implementation person, so I like implement things. And so I think it's sort of like given a set of criteria and a set of tools that I have can I use those to do something creative or how can I like let them happen? So I kind of am interested in the process and interested in how things can be made to sort of bend reality. Um, and I don't consider myself really an artist exactly. So I, I kind of will carry photos and there's some I'm really pleased with, but, but like sort of like leave it to the art side of things. And I kind of want to just sort of help make the tools so that I can things happen. And and so you take a existing, you take an existing feat of art that maybe augment it, uh, and add a, a technological layer to it that makes it more dramatic. Uh, and I think like the, to synthesize something, so to take take two two things that work in different ways, and think like how can we put them together and kind of make what else is possible? What's around that corner in that other eye? Is there another? There's is there a city? Is there nothing? Is there a third eye? Is there a fourth eye? Like moving around in different angles. Uh, that's probably uh, eventually I moved from 
in Philly to, so it wasn't a lot going on in Philly, but up in New York there was, and I eventually moved there and sort of met a bunch of 3D folks. They're going to national 3D conventions, helped out with them, helped out with, uh, with the, the New York Stereoscopic Association. So right now we're doing a show every Saturday at 3 p.m. And we are simulcasting in Altspace as well as YouTube. So we do this kind of thing here where we have Zoom up on the screen there. And then off to the side, we'll have the full color information. So the people in Zoom see the red and blue with the anaglyph. And off to the side, we're sort of a bunch of people, uh, Jay and uh, Dave the Turner down there, sort of working to make things happen. Um, and ha that started happening around the pandemic. That's sort of how you took 3D in the real world and the digital space in the virtual world and just kind of had a perfect platform to have these incredible galleries, right? So I've, I don't know if, if everyone has been to some of these uh, galleries that these guys host, but they are really impressive. You walk into the gallery and you're seeing these 3D of art come to life it's it's like you feel like you can reach into a renaissance painting and uh you know try to peer around the edge and see what's just off of the frame and stuff like that um very, very cool oh yeah yeah definitely the uh the, there's i see like mr pete and pepper green are here and they've they've done a lot of uh, a lot of fun things and so check that out um one of the things i'm trying to talk about today is that we have a group called stereographers in vr about later but a number of people that just do stereo 3d are kind of involved in that but sort of our plan is to try to try to push stereo and vr and the appreciation of it and uh try new things record events in 3d uh and all that so basically right, so we're in vr and uh, Unity, right? So I do stuff in Unity, different shaders, wacky stuff happens. Yeah. And that's it's so cool. So, yeah, it, and if anyone had any uh, thoughts or questions for Chortle, please uh, do use the raise hand option. Harold or Levi or, or Mark J, Boober. Uh, how's it going, Kurt? Dave the Turner, of course. Uh, Pirate Yohoho, anyone out there uh, who wants to comment, please do use the raise hand option. Um, and then uh, uh, let's let's move on to um, how you capture in real life, Portal. And if you could just move just a little bit towards me, because we're you're uh, right on the edge of the frame there, so we're trying to get our YouTube video nice and pretty. <laughs> uh, so if you, yeah, that's perfect right there. Um, yeah, so maybe you could uh, yeah let us know how you capture this in the real world, and then we can talk about the process of turning it into a three D image. Could fall off. Yep. So stereo stereoscopic photography has been around for. I don't know, 180 years. So just a number of different ways have evolved. And the, 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 what we're, we talked about how we're just aiming to get a stereo pair. Right? And so uh, one of the easiest ways to do what they call a cha-cha, where you're going to take your camera, like take your smartphone, sit up, take a picture, and then move slightly and take another offsetting picture. Right? It's sort of like the Marsha with the city sounds. One picture, and then we move around a little bit, and then we take another picture. We can go and align it and make it pretty, but just basically gives us the quick, um, quick stereo pair. So uh, there are pluses and minuses uh, of that. You, you always have your phone. This camera out there is the one you have with you, right? As they say. So you always have your smartphone. You can do that. And there are some apps like 3D Steroid, which is going to help you, and that's really cool. 
again, if, if I say some things and you don't get it, um, up with the uh, stereographers in VR, Discord, and we can bit about all that stuff later. You got your cha-cha. Uh, stereo cameras, like the, there's something called the KuCam, uh, or there's a Fuji W3, which is older. It's one camera, and it's got two lenses in it. In fact, the to the to the right, there is a bus that's a picture of people on a tour, one of the 3D conventions. Uh, so this National Stereoscopic Association has been around for almost 50 years. And so there's a bunch of folks with crazy rigs. The guy on the right has two cameras attached together with a sync cable. Uh, someone in back has one camera. And the people on the left have uh, something called a, a KuCam Ego, which is, which is out there now. And that's got its kind of pluses and minuses. Um, and yeah, and if you have any questions, definitely raise your hand. Um, one more, th one more thing is the conversion, which really I talked about before. What it does is you take a 2D image and you stick it into some software and it tries to use some AI or different pointers and then it comes up with a depth map. It's basically, like a, um, and we'll talk about it. Actually, I'll show you a little bit of it later. So anyway, you end up getting a stereo pair out of that. And you could use it like any other stereo pair. With the Marsha, be cool it's tricky to get those funny little bits okay you played with any stereo photography well you know dave dave the turner was helping me out with some i think marcia was there as well we were doing a little discord experiment uh and so you yeah he was talking about doing the cha-cha where you take a photo in real life and then you just to the side and take another photo from a slightly different angle and then i can't remember the program that you use to mesh those two together um, and then I know Dave the Turner would say there's two methods. You can either uh, use a program to mesh together, or you can, if you remember those magic eye puzzles from like the 90s, where you have to make your eyes kind of go out of focus, then you can make the 3D mm -hmm. image pop from that. So it's actually the less technical way to do it. Um, and right. then it, 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 what would be the program that you would recommend to our listeners or our, our watchers on YouTube? terms of uh, how to take that cha-cha image and then make it into a 3D image. Actually, if we get lucky, we can unveil the curtain a little bit here and I can just, you might have a little bit of problem at the very top because uh, what we're seeing is the right and the left eye view, but a program called Stereo Photo Maker, which we'll try to put the link in the, uh, the description of that, but it is the be all end all. It can adjust everything, it can display, it can, everything including uh help me run a slideshow right now and just run it up right. top there right so yeah really what we're seeing is a stereo pair but that's kind of uh just being played back for you on my, my desktop and these are just so that you can see kind of just examples of stereo pairs this was taken with um a, a twin two cameras synced up so the hacky sack is together solidly and of course, just one more time. So one more time, so people understand if they're watching on YouTube, we are seeing here is those images in 3D. So that bubble picture is really a bubble that's ballooning out of the out of the screen. And uh, unfortunately, people that are watching on YouTube might be like, "What are they talking about?" So they're not going to get the same okay. effect because it's not going to be a stereoscopic video. Describing the taste of of something to someone and like, oh, it's got these rich overtones of. Right. Yeah, like I could go and shake my hand up here. 
I, I am curious though, you know, I guess it costs a lot of money because what I remember when the original Avatar came out, he had reinvented the 3D technology to make his films have that look with those digital glasses. I guess that's a, a whole uh, technology that he's using with um, new era of uh, 3D, um, I guess, uh, lenses. Right, right. Well, uh, like I said, over the 180 years, there's been a, a lot of different ways to try to view 3D. And so um, everybody thinks the red and the blue, but really that what was popular was polarized projection, which is just essentially um, it's, it's canceling, trying to cancel one eye out for one image and then cancel the other eye out for the other image, like the red and blue glasses. Right. And so the um, what with James Cameron in 2008 and Avatar, the advent of digital together, boom, everything was good. The old days, they would have these regular analog projectors, and you could have two, or you could have a combination, and you, you're subject to the physical problems of the world, so people would get headaches and, uh, and problems. So that projection system, um, actually RIP to Lenny Lipton, if anybody knows, it's kind of an awesome story, actually. This, I mean, so the guy um, who invented that process watched the movies that when Avatar came out. Um, his name's Lenny Lipton. He passed away recently, sadly. But the thing is that he made all his money from the Magic Dragon, the, the song you might know as a child. And so helped write it. And so every month, money would come rolling in. So he could help develop 3D. That's kind of a magical aspiration we can all have right yeah well is it also puff the magic dragon a metaphor for smoking weed in the 60s or something like that <laughs> was it was it he, he was really puffing the magic he goes, dragon. And, he goes back and forth on that right i think like he's like oh no it's not and then other people are like, oh yeah right you know. his oh, grandkids yeah, he says no it's not but to his old hippie buddies he's like yeah dude <laughs> it was woodstock days <laughs> right right pass me that uh, don't eat the uh the yellow dragon uh right. Right. So, so just like back to the, the capturing the stereo imagery, we talked about the cha-cha in real life. You could do a cha-cha in VR, just the same way. So and, uh, you would go down to your camera, you'd line yourself up, move your little thing, press the camera, three, two, one, take a picture, then move slightly, and then take another picture. Then you could go and use Stereo Photo Maker, or there's also apps on your phone that can align them, and then you end up with um, a decent cha-cha from VR. So that's one way to do it. But you have to watch out for movement. And there's some things like if you're, uh, there's, they call it an interocular, which is where your your eyes are set apart. Like if you were Paul Bunyan, like the city would look tiny, but if you're just an ant, everything would look bigger. So you have to kind of move the cameras uh, according to like the effect you want to get or the distance or all that. So there's a lot of fun, friggin' and what have you kind of things. Uh, just back to capturing things. So uh, we talked about the cha-cha. We've also got Steam VR. So is anybody out there using Steam VR for the a headset like an, an Index, an Oculus, uh, or what's it called, Valve Index? Samwise disappeared. Just oh, people are starting to drop out of here as soon as I mention that. All right. Anyway, so yeah, not fans of Steam. So, so, the cool thing about Steam and Steam's basically like a game engine, or not a game engine, but it's like a store sort of thing platform 
the cool thing is that when you take a screenshot in Steam VR, it automatically takes a stereo photo. It's just saved all in your things. So if you were in Steam right now, you could hold like, I think it's like the system button and the trigger and click, it's gonna go save it in a folder. And so not just alt space, but if you're in various games, um, if you're in like VR chat, or um, I have a couple pictures too that I took from like this Greedo is actually taken from the Steam VR has sort of a a world like this, the home environments. And so you can have these kind of rudimentary hanging out with your friends experiences but you can it's actually one of the best ways to take the photo because it's using your graphics card and it's just it's it's really rich whereas some of the alt space things are a little bit more uh work aroundy or uh, subject to your the, the limitations of your headset but, yeah okay. if anyone had any questions if anyone wanted to take photos and, and in here or something and turn them into 3D and you are still a little unclear how to do that, please do use the raise hand option and fill in any of the holes here that we can. Um, do you have any other pictures here that you captured in VR? I know the Marsha one was taken. Maybe we, maybe we could hear from Marsha how this photo came to be, the trombone. Um, but in the meantime, uh, yeah, are there other photos uh, yes, you've taken in uh, VR here? I believe there are. Thank you. So, right, Thanks. so this is in uh, Nico's world the universe world i got to check that out and uh this is um we'll talk about that interocular thing but taking pictures of planets you, you really need to move your eyes your cameras apart to kind of capture that good stuff uh, this isn't so you might see some folks you know in there and yeah, absolutely you got hold on before you move on there was shushu in there and nico and a whole bunch of people marcia k has uh something <laughs> to offer you so let's let's hear from marcia how's it going marcia Hi, 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 hi. Hi, Dave. You're doing a Marcia. great job. I might add that the day he took this picture, there was one of Sam Wise, he just left, uh, is MREs and he had an instrument and I picked it up and Dave was in a little room and Dave walked in and he goes, oh, hold that up to your mouth. Okay, move it this way, move it that way. And then he took these pictures and I am proud to say I have a music world and he gave me, he gifted me this picture and I have it up in my world and it astounds everyone. But oh. I would also like to add here that uh, this 3D stereo, New York Stereoscopic uh, Society has meetings every Saturday. And Dave is a big part of that, as well as Dave Heiser. And it's definitely worth coming and seeing the 3D pictures and seeing history of what people have actually filmed in 3D in the past and present. And they talk about the future in, CD, in 3D. So congratulations, Dave. You're doing great. Thank you so much. Marcia. Thanks. And it, 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 it helps to remember, I think it helps to remember these, these occasions better having the stereo imagery because you get more of a, like your brain has to do a little bit of extra firing. So it's a little more active than just kind of seeing a flat picture. And you can also, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say a lot of times you're capturing video too. So uh, and then you just take stills from that, or you can watch the video, and sometimes some uh, some fun things happen with that. Uh, 
And uh, just just in case people are confused, I was calling you Chortle, but your actual username is Dave Stereo 3D. So he goes by kind of by both. Marsha's obviously in the inner circle. She calls you Dave. Uh, okay, so Oz 3D has something to add. How's it going, Oz? Love the hair. I'll put the mics on. Good. Good day. Good day, Dave. How are you going? Uh, just a quick okay. question. How? I mean, I understand about all stereo photography, as you know, but I wonder how you get that the screen there what do you use to get it up there now in virtual reality so what i've got what i've got is actually uh this is a big secret that you guys are getting laid on in on here so and um and and again it's something i just picked up from really other folks like i know uh chapter green definitely helped to, uh, to get set up and mr pete um the idea is that we've got the web projector, right? So you saw before that I've got Stereo Photo Maker running on my desktop. So you you run the web projector, and you put a side-by-side -side image in there. Then you put a camera in front of the web projector, and that camera is actually a two-camera rig. So you're 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 taking a picture of each side of the screen. So you got left side of the screen path or right side and then what we have is another monitor which then is pumping the left image to the left eye and the right image to the right eye so that makes sense is that kind of a bit work we're going to talk about about uh doing regular photos in 3d so it, the, the idea behind this is the same it's just carried on a little bit like uh, yeah, there's, uh, it has been interesting say, so, to help up this event is that sometimes you'll give two images side by side, sometimes you'll give two images overlapped, and there's sort of different methods that you achieve the same effect. Um, right. It is quite right. miraculous that you're able to get this to turn into a 3D uh, web projector. Right. Well, like here we've got, so here we've got Chapter Green who is doing something a little a little similar so this is kind of meta to describe really what's happening here uh i don't even know if chap chap do you want to try to try to do it like <laughs> if we call on chap you can probably tell that he's he's green there yep here comes chap for green Go on, chap good um yeah uh I call it the, the VR stereoscopic uh, hologram, and it's a combination of two shaders that I put together into one. Uh, one of them is a blue screen shader, or chroma key. It can be whatever color you want it to be, but in this one, it was blue. And keys out everything that's not, or everything that's blue gets keyed out. And then uh, the other one's the, the same, Basically the same shader that you're using now, only put together. Um, so it keys out the blue, and then it, uh, I've got uh, two webcams that are mounted side by side, and and feed one into one side and one into the other, and then squish it so that the aspect ratio is correct. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that uh, stereoscopic uh, hologram. I can come in live and be able to see people that are in here and talk to them. Um, 
sort of like a face to avatar relationship instead of an avatar to avatar. Um, oh. Which is really cool. And we're working yeah. on a, a, an actual song, me and another lady, to a the one that'll be pre-recorded. So. Well, and you so you I, were the musician who was up on the screen there. Yeah, that was me. I got oh. the same outfit on almost. Ah, okay. We better not take out the yeah the green screen. You'll be you'll be. Is that why you're all green? Because it's kind of like a play on the uh, green screen effect. Well, no, green is my favorite color, um, and I picked blue to uh, key out for a couple reasons. One, like you said, if I used green, I would have disappeared. Um, the other reason is people are more um, um, used to looking at, at a blue background, and light reflects. When you're standing outside with a blue sky, there's actually some blue around the edge of you. Um, you can't really see it until you use like Photoshop or something and, and cut it out. And then you see that there's blue. So <clears throat> it looks more natural. You got it working again, right. Turtle. Amazingly so. It's, it's back up back and running. Amazing job. Yeah, but so right. just to... Thanks, Jim. Let you continue. Okay. Thanks, Chap. So right. So, so the so we're we're essentially taking a, a picture of the web projector and then and then putting it onto this monitor that's just giving us each eye. Oh, and then this next one is really just because I thought it would look fun in uh, in VR. So this is another remembrance of this is like Mason's birthday party. <laughs> It's gone There's so Mason, fast. Okay. Did, did I spawn him? I didn't see you there. there is, oh. <laughs> How did wow. magic timing? Yeah. How's it going? Like Three D. Yes. I spawned him back there too. Somewhere he was. He was around in the back. So talked about Steam before, and this is a, just a picture that I took in Steam. That um, you can see the random. It's it's an interesting uh, kind of social um, world. And that's where the Steam screenshots are really quick. And again, I look at that. Yeah, I couldn't really cut this out. It's just in the distance. Uh, and then great. this one is, yeah, this one is, so this is VR chat. And funny, so I, I wanted to point out in this one, when you're recording stuff in VR, got to watch out for your, uh, your, your heads up displays, like definitely in old space, you have to move that little wheel down to the side. And then in, VR chat, you've got this uh, mute button, which kind of gets microphone. caused some issues. What happened? The microphone. I know. I see. I see the microphone there. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. So that's just that one. But I think we'll talk. Right. So, so the I'm showing back. There's a little bit of capture and a little bit of display, and so we might have an image that. Shows it a little better, really. Too sure. Uh, let's see where we are. So we're in right now. The screen here is one of uh, Dave DeTurner's museums. That's the NYSA event space, which has work from various people. And you already saw the the displaying of the 
the images in alt space. And just really quick uh, talk. To, oh, hold on, let me check to see if. Uh, all right, well, we skipped we skipped a couple other. Uh, I'm just going to give you really quick some other ways to capture things. So you got your cha cha uh, in VR. You've got your Steam VR. And you can do the Android headset. You can actually just record right on the headset, an ADB connection. Uh, so it's it's a little bit sort of evolved. The times we use the Oculus Compositor Mirror, which is a application that comes with the software. Yep, that's definitely what Dave uses down there, and what I use a lot. So just when you're on the tethered mode or with your AirLink, you're on your PC, you can just up this. Cool. Okay. All right. Very meta again. A lot of meta stuff. Going on. <laughs> We're gonna get we're gonna get 3D photos of this event. Is that what you're saying, Dave? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. So so that's just um, yeah. You got to just choose the drop downs, and you get a, a double eye menu. I think the default is just one eye. Once you get your 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 quest running and just basically displaying what's on the screen then you can just screen capture it and you can go to town with it. You can also have in-world cameras, which are, uh, we'll show those a little later. So basically it's like a, a, I talked about a little, it's basically a stereo camera in-world, with a, a mirror. And so you can either display your output uh, over here as a nice 3D image, or you can uh, set your input up as a side-by-side then you can just record that side-by-side -side monitor. You end up with side-by-side -side footage in the real world, which you can then turn into 3D. The, the, uh, I'll talk about the benefits a little, in a little bit. Uh, I show that. Before we go on, we have some uh, a thought or a question for Mr. Pete here. So let's just get that before we dive into the rest here. Mr. Okay, Pete, great. are you here? Hello, hello, yes. I had the Viewmaster reels when I was a teenager. And I made my first 3D photograph with a Polaroid black and white camera in 1965 by taking picture of my wife. We've been married 60 years. And so I took a picture first and by my car and with the Polaroid and then I shot the second picture. Now, back in those days, that was expensive to do. So I only have two 3D photos, which consist of four photographs. And I would scotch tape those two pictures together. There was no such thing as a viewer. Scotch tape them together across my eyes. So today, I unscotched the, the, the pictures and reversed them the correct way and can see them in all space and just melts my heart and wish I would have had more pictures back then. But uh, so I, I'm I'm very excited about 3D and uh, I have in my room, I've just been working days converting my 180 degree 3D photographs so that I can see those on a regular screen for the past three years i've not been able to do that till i finally figured it out and they they really look good so i'm excited to oh. be here Fantastic. well thank you mr pete it's amazing uh, and i always think i always think that the equivalent of that today might be if you have those 360 cameras you're able to stitch them together and then some 50 years from now we'll be able to say oh look at our photo album we'll put on our virtual headset and we'll be on that 
family trip and you know when you're in the photo i feel like that's maybe the equivalent of uh, that in the 1960s definitely when i'm doing things now i'm capturing things that are kind of poor resolution and it's like there's all these bottlenecks with with vr you've got your your internet speed and your your processor and your headset and all these things and but then you say well all right it's at some point, it'll be cool to have these pictures when someone's not around, right? Like, and we have all these memories just stored um, stereo. And um, one thing, too, what we mentioned before about the anaglyph is that you actually put red-blue glasses in your headset, too. You can crush them in there. That's actually will work if you need to see just regular anaglyph photo. And we'll look at that in the world tour. It's also a uh, an MRE that you can we set up where you can just click and then you can wear the classes and you can see red and blue uh, and that's kind of an additional things but I, I guess i brought that up because mr pete has a bunch of like anaglyph photos and so now with that mre view those photos as well um, so we talked about um okay so we're going to just move on and talk about displaying the the imagery and we've done a bit of that uh, and then and we're talking about stereo imagery in VR, and we're talking about mostly the metaverse here, folks back here. Um, so really, it's the metaverse, but if you just want to view it in your, say, Oculus headset, you can use like Pegasus as an app or Skybox or virtual desktop to view your stereo pairs. Two VR will automatically pump 3D to you if the videos are coded right. So you see these images here. And it's really basic thing uh, to create these these photos in Unity. So you don't even really need to know a lot about Unity. There's probably a little bit of getting set up and a little bit of world building involved to upload things. Once you get past that, the actual making of the stereo pair and the image is really easy. So I'm just going to mention it, and we may look at it a little bit later if we have time. So the steps are real simple want to go into Stereo Photo Maker, which we talked about before. There's an auto alignment button, which will just automatically snap and align your photo and make it real nice and twisted and it's really amazing. Once it's all set, you drag it into Unity and then you you'll create a quad. You will uh, create a material, uses a stereo shader, uses your image as a texture. And then you put that on the quad and you're done. So that's pretty simple. And there's just a kind of an alignment. And again, we'll show you in a second. And I think these ones that are popping out here just kind of big in there. Oh, wait, not the future yet. Uh, let's do this. Oops. See, that's the problem too in world is that when you when you show something that's not 3D, bad things happen up on that screen. And so I don't want to injure people. They're kind of mindful of that. So wanted to show this, which is capturing. Um, we talked about things that aren't there anymore. This is before the end of worlds in alt space, the old worlds in the pre URP world. If you've been around for a while, alt space switched over to a new version, a bunch of worlds in a way. And so this world is no longer available to go to. Uh, and so I went around that, that night just going to different worlds. I knew we we're going to die. And I took, uh, took different shots of them. 
And so it's kind of cool to have the footage in stereo, sort of like I've done the work a bit. And that stuff is. Uh, so this is another thing. Yeah, 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 good job, good job, Marcia. Good, uh, good tip. I'm gonna get some more tips from you. Maybe we should bring up your next. Um, cool. Oh, All right. So this guy's the camera. So everyone, give out a photo. Oh, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, no. This is my. Oh, this is you. Okay, this is really meta. So this maybe is... a heart emoji or a happy oh, face. Emoji. What's going on? Yeah. That's Kurt. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the end of. The end of another one that I filmed. This is where everyone's taking a picture. I can't find oh, that. Thank you. I just called for you. <laughs> yeah, so this, oh, is this what's going to happen late in the future. Oh, thank you. This event. That is. Wow. So that's Marcia. Right, well, this is the it. event of Jose. This is Jose's event, right? This is Jose Ferrer's event. Like having a whole. Yes. Oh. Right, let's head off to this world tour with Jose. Okay. Just the alignment is really weird. You can you end up with weird things. The fading is kind of neat in 3D. You can see like just eating between the two. You do capture some fun kind of. Oh, I wanted to really talk about the aspect ratio for a second. So really capturing in VR is not anything like what we really see, right? Everybody who's in VR knows that. But you end up with a square. And then sometimes you get some funny little bits at the edge, so you kind of need to crop sometimes. And it's like, do you crop out things or do you format it in a nice fill a screen? Um, so, but what I wanted, this is a fun moment that I wanted to show, and this is at Pagoda Scope. And actually, uh, like Dr. Abstract is here out there, uh, and also Google Hertz next to him, they're both there. So, both of them feature in here. Okay. This is, this is the views this from your, your capturing video. <laughs> oh, capturing video through your headset. That's really 3D now. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, this is capturing it through the headset. And I, I guess I was trying to move because I didn't want to block the everyone for what was going on at the bottom. That's the tricky thing too, is I'm standing in the way of a, something your eyes need to see. But yeah, so you get low, lower resolution, I guess, when you're coming through your headset. But like I said, the camera you have is the best camera. Like for Mason's birthday, I went and I was like the, the 30th person of 30 and, and I couldn't leave and go back and get set up with my third situation and do that. So I used the headset set up so sometimes you just have to kind of go with what you have at the moment <laughs> maybe one more here oh what i want to show here is really this stereoscopic is just an example of you know what i meant to turn this on uh, this is a cool thing called stereo stereoscopic player that i'm using which uh, is nice to play back the movies, but I just wanted to put some some real stereo video up there as a um, context for what it looks like in all space, and that's a, a thing called a looking glass portrait, which is a little multi-dimensional display that you can put on your desk. And this video is a mixture of uh, of live 
imagery there, and then also my interview with uh, Brigier, who's in France. So you will see him in several seconds. He made a virtual one. So it's like 3D. Like you can see, see the little magnifying glass moving. So it's like instead of the cha-cha for 3D, it's like cha-cha-cha. It's a whole bunch of different views. So that's a super cool thing. That's a little bit more in the futuristic and for our things. viewers out there, if you're watching this video in Altspace, chances are there is a virtual display nearby you can try out yourself. Well, if anyone had any thoughts or questions, please uh, let us know so here. Well, Turtle uh, Rolls through these videos is pretty, pretty uh, incredible. Virtual device. Um, wow, look at this. Uh, this is, is this Nico's uh, shader? Or... Uh, yeah, so this is Nico's shader. And uh, yeah, I needed something in, in stereoscopic 3D as like a background because I needed to reproduce the, the future video and actually have to win to win back because the future the, the um some folks may not you have to look up stereo window, but basically the text is right on the screen. And then if anything comes in front of it, it'll look weird with your eyes. I left that in. You you saw you saw Google Hertz just uh photobombed me <laughs> as I was Legging in this world. So this is just footage I took of a long world. So I thought that that, um, that kind of setup was all with the future. And thanks a bunch to to Nico for creating and uh, it and letting me use bootleg footage in 3D VR. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind really... of the future, right? really dramatic it's very very cool look at that i wish the people at youtube could see what we're seeing in vr because it's like we're headed into a, a 3d wormhole here to the future i love it uh -huh. look out that's just when i downloaded that i was just staring at it for a while much like in the world and we'll we'll give a link to the world uh, on our tour as well um so I talk about multiple multi-dimensional. I'd love, I'd love for Turtle. I'd love for people at the, I'd love for people at YouTube to see you. You've got to come towards me, or you're not going to be seen by anyone on the YouTube. <laughs> there we go. Keep I'm trying to get out of the way. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm standing up at the movie theater and I'm blocking everybody's view. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll forgive Hello, you, right, guys. You'll forgive them. There we go. Perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay, so right, the future, and so I really think multi-dimensional um, is, and so I've been messing around with having a, a a rail camera that has 32 cameras on it in Unity that you bring in. I brought it in here, and so I've got kind of it showing recorded images on a, a that looking glass device that we saw. I think there's there's probably like uh, breaking the dimension the boundary between vr and life like having it just sort of floating on your desk you know as a hologram but like a tilt five mm -hmm. like kind of uh ar display kind of things and so um i think even the footage that we take now you could probably put easily using the stereo pair like you could you could figure out some dimensions from that to to do some special things um 3d hollow portation like uh 
like like chap was doing in that video before but again if you think about where that was stereo if you have multiple cameras well you've got a fully kind of volumetric little person there i i think that's kind of only a matter of time and you can do that with uh ten dollar webcams even the, the thing that that chap is doing and then and then also like meetings like someone mentioned before about uh, about talking to uh, to different different worlds. So we're trying to do uh, set up between say alt space and VR chat and chat amongst the, that really makes the real metaverse happen. And we're doing in Zoom on Saturdays. Uh, like I say, we got the people in alt space talking to the people in Zoom back and forth. There's a slight delay, but it's like it's kind of cool just to have that uh, possibility and like breaking barriers. Absolutely, we've got uh, we've got CXO who oh uh, just blinked out. If you had a, a question or thought, CXO, I was just <laughs> about to call on you there. Uh, please uh, use the raise hand option again. Um, so yeah, it seems like the idea of uh, the future is that we're going to be taking it out of a virtual space and putting it into the real world. So that we'll have holograms in the real world, we'll have augmented reality glasses over our eyes that will constantly be in 3D objects that don't exist, the graphic 3D objects into the real world. Seems like this is just on the precipice of a, of a Cambrian explosion, can you say? Well, yeah, but I guess what I really hope is that we have a choice and that we're not forced into, into doing something. I think the Google Glass failed because you, you were recording somebody at all times. And I think that's when people are going to step up and say, like, oh, I don't want you recording me all the time. And those videos back there, I, it's good to tell people, hey, I'm recording you. It's in 3D. Uh, don't say anything bad. But it's when this technology can be, can be a little bit too much and can, like, facial tracking and forcing us to watch ads if it wanted to. So, I guess that's kind of the that, that happened in your in your dystopian future, I think, and something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, you, you never know how this is going to turn out. It's going to be really interesting because I think in the next three four years we're going to have Apple having augmented reality glasses, and Snap has been experimenting with it, and they've all, and even um, uh, Zuckerberg said, "Oh, how are you going to?" If everyone's wearing augmented reality glasses, how are you going to stop people from recording? And he said, well, we're going to have a light, red light that shows that you're recording. Like someone can't find a piece of black tape and cover up a red light. So I don't know how <laughs> we're going to get around that. Yeah. What do we think of that? Dead, folks. Privacy is dead. Uh, if anyone here has a solution or another idea of how the future might go, uh, these, are, these are your last chance. Um, uh, but um, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, so, I mean, how can people get in touch with you? You've got a whole bunch of different groups. You've got this uh, Saturday meetup in Altspace. Uh, you've got your website. Uh, how could people best reach out to you? All right. Oh, here we go. So here's a whole bunch of uh, ways to reach out to us. So my site is up top. It's pillar3d.com. Uh, um, never, never name your, your, your website after a place and then move somewhere else, but 
anyway, I love Philly. And so we've got a lot of 3D information there. Um, do events and workshops. I post things on there and buy me a coffee and then I can uh, be caffeinated. Got stereographers in VR. We really need a logo, but we've got that Discord. So a lot of recognize a lot of people out there for the from the stereographers in VR thing. So we'd really like to sort of make that be a, a support network and uh, go out and film in 3D and kind of do 3D stuff. It just takes a doing. So we need a logo. Um, the rest are kind of in order from local to national. We have the New York Stereoscopic Association, right? And we mentioned the show on Saturdays. And um, what I didn't put up here, let's see, where's Jay? So Jay is Jay is over there with the S's in back of Google Hertz there. Anyway, he uh, he maintains a subscription, so you can subscribe to that channel. And I guess we can put the link in the YouTube chat. Um, that way you'll be notified about any of the stereographers in VR events or any of the Mark Stereoscopic Association events that are going on. Um, if you're national all around the world, or, or if you're national in the U.S., you've got the Stereo, uh, National Stereoscopic Association. So they that's the old folks on the bus there with all the crazy cameras. If you want to go and geek out with crazy cameras, you go visit uh, them every year, and they also have a great magazine. ISU is for international. Uh, virtual is virtual, and they're cool. And then there's a 3D museum in LA. You want to go check that out. And then the very bottom is I just put uh, Nico's Patreon, and actually that's the World Code where those cool shaders were. That we just had in the the futures bit. No, I didn't even. I've never heard of the LA 3D museum. I'll have to go check that out. I, uh... That's where my meat space body happens to be. So I've I've never heard of that. I'll have to check it out. And we'll we'll put all of this, by the way, in the show notes for the uh, the podcast and the YouTube channel. So uh, I'll give all the links out there for anyone listening who's interested. Um, Asha, how's it going? Hi. I'd also like to add to what he was saying. Um, there's a lot of. Um, Burning Man people here involved in alt space, and this gentleman right over here, Harold, is Silverman, and he makes the most magnificent 3D photos of a lot of Burning Man uh, art mm. cars and things like that. And he has his own gallery too, and his is all in 3D, and he's fabulous. Fancy, hey, well, you thanks. should mention. Yeah, fancy, you should mention him because he is. I don't know if he knows, but he is the first stop on the world tour as we uh, as we leave. So, in the world tour, we're going to try to hit a couple worlds. We're going to go to Silverman's Burning Man Gallery. We're going to go to uh, one that uh, Dave the Turner has set up, which is Bruno Zafoni's drawn art. Uh, then we've got a stereo funnel build where I can show you my stereo clothing emery. So that's another future thing. Is Designing the outfits with the stereoscopicness going on. Uh, there's a looking glass you can hold and look at. And then we're also going to go to the NYSA gallery, which I took the screenshots of up there. And we can uh, we can show you the anaglyph glasses uh, set up in there. Great. Before so we do get off on the world tour. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say before before we do head off into the world tour, uh, we uh, have a little something for you that we've uh, set up in advance. Um, 
So we, we, what we've done is we've taken a, a photo uh, that we created in Midjourney, the new, uh, I don't know if everyone's been exploring these new open AI Midjourney things. So Midjourney version four just got dropped and we made a 3D fan here in a cyberpunk uh, you know, neon world. And uh, we then did that to uh, Chortle then turned it into a 3D stereoscopic uh, image. And then we then took that and minted it as an NFT on the Polygon blockchain. So I don't know. I think my mind's exploding from all the future future stuff happening here. We're living in the future, uh, but we're happy to give this to you. Um, and we're so uh, thankful that you could come on the stage and share your uh, technical knowledge with us. That's that's so fantastic. That's uh, that's great. So. The image up here actually is blurred out using a, a nice feature in Stereo Photo Maker. So I was able to blur his face out so we can't see it. Uh, but what we're going to do is go, go a tiny bit nutty now for a second. We're going to kind of grab that off and then reveal behind the curtain what's going on. So YouTube folks, move the 3D aside and we can see the desk back there. And if I hit escape, you will see that this whole time I have been running Stereo Photo Maker the very top, and I've just been running a half side-by-side -side image. And so you can see just all the different options that we have down there, right? There's all kinds of crazy various, you can change your viewing, you can view the, uh, oh, hey, uh, Anaglyph, um, see. Hey, YouTube, look, there you go. Put on your glasses and you can see. Now, don't look at this other one because now things have happened. So I'm going to hide the bad things over there. So don't look at the bad things. Look at the good thing. And then we'll go back when we've got something ready to, to look at. Um, so what I wanted to show you, too, was just how really how easy uh, it is to make 3D and what I did with the NFT. So to potentially uh, increase my, um, my NFT's value, we'll show you how the artist turned it into 3D. And I'm just going to go down and I can't see anything. Here we go. Uh, so, so you sent me this. There's a nice, a nice 2D image. Go to a site called leapix.com. We just drop it in there. It kind of magically does its thing. And it's processing, it's looking at the image, and it's saying, like, oh, I see a human face. I'm going to use some AI to kind of figure things out about it. And then it creates wow. that, that kind of thing there. And you can change the amount of motion, and you can do some things here. But usually I just kind of come down here, and if you hit depth map, and if I'm hit preview, you kind of see really what it did is it just kind of tried to figure out the depth where it's saying the black is really far away, then the white is the closest to me, then the different shades are, are, are as they're further back as they, they go toward black. So we can actually, we can do something with that, or we can just say even share, and we can say, hey, here is a stereo pair. We can save as a side-by-side. -side. That's my stereo pair. We click that. And then we go, we click that, and then we end up with things like this. And we go in and we look and we say, 
Oh, well, more. again, with the badness, uh, we do stereo and we do half side by side. Now, magically, our image down here, the badness has been fixed. Now we've got some 3D. The thing is that in the background, it, it, there's not much differentiation between those little arches and then the far background. So, back to the badness. So, just if we look at what I did real quick, is this was the depth map that they gave us, uh, and we said there wasn't really very much there. And so, what I did is I went in and I, uh, what did I do? Oh. Yeah. I just went in and I, I colored these these items back in. So we end up getting some depth, uh, these gray sort of arches here. And then I, I actually fiddled with his nose a little bit so his nose would pop out a little bit. Uh, back to the original one, this is the regular one, right? It's the regular. So we can go into Stereo Photo Maker and we can create a uh, 3D photo from there. It's pretty easy to do. We won't do that. Um, I was just going to show you the, I'll just show you the Unity bit because it's really easy and quick to, to do and to drop onto there. But unfortunately, I don't have, I don't have it up and I don't know if it's going to go to me. Are there any questions about? We just saw with that. It's like once you get the program, it's pretty user friendly. Just uh, uh, and, and uh, the fact that you were able to almost do that in real time on the stage is is pretty uh, amazing. It's yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. The the LayaPix converter is really nice. Um, again, usually a stereo pair is better to start out with, but you can. You do your conversion and you could spend a lot more time on if you're an artist a lot of artists will do like a gradients and various things in photoshop to make the depth map and so like the dave uh dave the turner will take us to this gallery where bruno zafoni has done some amazing conversions from uh comic books and graphic art and art and um, for impressionism and those kind of things um, and then as far as the stereo maker program there's any kind of thing that you might ever want to do is is in there. And ProAdjust is your big friend in that one. Uh, okay. I load my default layout. Okay. Well, yeah, all right, so here it is. Uh, to have this all prepped. So, you know, if this is too small, hopefully it's okay. So uh, we're in here. I grabbed my stereo pair. And I just dragged it and I dropped it into Unity. My stereo pair is a texture. And then what I did is I created a new material. This is a material. And I use a shader, which you can find on Discord or we can get it to you in the stereographers in VR. And there's a couple different shaders out there. Uh, one I'm using is from BenVR. So we're his Patreon. But um, again, ask one of us and we can give it to you. And what it'll do is it'll just say, okay, here, let's do 3D. And you just go and you drop uh, 
construct this side-by-side -side image there and you say, yeah, it's side-by-side. -side. So it's a couple of different ones, separate images and all that. So now that we have our material there, we just go up and you can really create any kind of object. We'll have done like you could do a VR 180 on spheres. And so usually we just do a quad and then you just are going to drag that material onto it. Oops. Uh, drag that material onto it and that's it. Um, you could create a parent and you could, uh, so that if you need to do the dimensions, so you kind of make a parent and you keep it at the scale of one when you bring it into alt space, if you're doing a kit. Then over in your quad, that's where you could mess with the scale to get the right dimensions for the photo that you're bringing in. That's really it. You just, you do a template where you bring it in as a kit. And if you want to start getting really fancy, you can use the same idea where you have this material. Well, here we have a material with a texture. And if you wanted to bring in what you wanted to do with video, you use a render texture. And that's essentially how we've got the, the 3D image, uh, 3D cameras working and all that. So, that's how you got these photos in here. These photos are kits. These photos are kits. Yep. You could also have okay. them as part of the part of the template. You can save them as kits or whatever's up to you. Oh. Um, you know what? Let's do since it hasn't blown up, let's just do one more thing. Let's let's bring in the uh this just the stereo camera so people can see themselves in 3D, which is always fun. Uh, people enjoy that kind of thing. So Luckily, it's on like page 55 of 55 kits. So right. we'll just load like that. Anyone from alt spaces here and wants to uh, fix that thing? <laughs> okay, so we'll pop through. Uh, and so, so the, yeah, so the cameras are, video camera is really just a, like a container in Unity as two cameras attached. You bring it in, you have a display, and then you bring it into alt space, and then you've got a 3D camera. Uh, and then here we go. Again, with the ratio, so you the option of doing 16 by 9 or 8 by 9. So it's going to bring in the camera, and then now we're going to bring in the, uh, bring in the screen. I'm going to bring in my, Here's my, here's my screen, and here's my camera. Uh, if you want to move those around, that would be cool. And I can do it too. Uh, uh, then I'm just going to show side by side too. There we go. Oh, maybe we both grabbed it at the same time. I don't know. Which one are you grabbing? <laughs> so that's the camera, huh? And then this is the. You've got the camera, so you're the camera person. So you control the camera. Going in for the close-up of Mr. Abstract here. <laughs> it's not working. Are we getting a shot of Mr. Abs Dr. Abstract, or is it? Yeah, oh, there Dr. we go. Okay. Oh, Dr. Abstract. Sweet. Okay. So, so now we've got we've got this in. It's a pretty sweet shot, and if someone were to go up and then take a picture of that. Like I have a bot who's wearing a helmet that where the cam is attached. 
could record that screen up there and we could then have a recording. Cool thing is that it's in this wide ratio, right? So we never see that ratio in the, in the normal world. Oh, that's not really that big, is it? Not that exciting. Didn't say hello. <laughs> Macro shot. There we go, we'll giant it up. There you go, right. And so you can do all kinds of wacky stuff with, uh, if I didn't give a shout out to Samwise, like uh, before, how I like to kind of figure out all the different rules and implement stuff. And Samwise's stories are really fun to do. Whatever kind of stuff you want to do, probably do it with Wear It or Move It or some of his things. So go find him. And oh, then this is kind of fun too. Let's do, <laughs> where's that camera? Right here. So, so if you grab that camera, if you want to move it up high a little bit, then you want to like scale it slightly bigger. Makes sense. You kind of do like a live Paul Bunyan type of thing. Like if you move it a little bit higher, funny it doesn't happen immediately for me. These are the things you learn, right? So if you, yeah, if you scale it a little bit, you can mess with the scale so that you'll end up with like, when looking like ants and we could get a shot of the entire ship moving and it would move along. So you can have a lot of fun with the. Thing. Big can the scale get? Oh. Have any questions or comments or thoughts or? Ooh. On what floor? Oh, bad things are happening. See that that can happen with with three D sometimes, right? So you you look at the at that, you can see. Oh yeah, the left. You're stuck on some kind of pillar, I think. Oh, you know what that is? Oh, that's funny. Okay. That's actually the camera itself. So, <laughs> so the, the two, it's two little camera, two little objects, 3D modeled object, and then the camera's inside of it. You've gotten to a point where it's clipping and catching that. Oh. <laughs> a music video action here. To have gone off axis. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm crazy. Can we take our picture <laughs> and go on the floor? Should we do our Yeah, sure. Sounds uh, good. Should we take our 3D okay. picture here? Okay, everyone get out. Oh, we wait, should get on. everyone on the stage then. Yeah, yeah. Get off, uh, my, uh, we, can, we, can, we can do, we can bring back the camera. We've got a uh, oh no! I did break Dom's You got off the rails here, so Dom's uh, Whether you're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation, remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, and our Discord server. Uh, then join us next week for dive into Bology's book, The Network State, which I mentioned, uh, which is about creating uh, the virtual nations of the future. Till then, stay plugged, Yay. my friends. <laughs>